Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, I am back in Orlando. I was in New York this morning into the afternoon, and I got to tell you, I had a great trip. But this trip also reminded me of one very important thing, Grace, and that is why I do not live in New York City or anywhere north of the Mason-Dixon line, because it was cold, Grace. I did not enjoy this weather over this long holiday weekend. Yeah, I famously did not see you, and that's because I was hermited in my home for that very reason, but also because you were probably having the time of your life with your nephew. Um, So I I hope that it was an amazing trip. It looked like an amazing trip. I obviously followed along. I'm, of course, going to be WW Matt, um, follow along the trip. But uh, yeah, so it was (laughs) cold as balls, as we say in the South. Yeah, Literally, I just got home from a concert and um, it was snowing. And I was like, this is such a sweet New York moment. Can't wait to go back to New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah, I love New York City. I have often thought about moving there. And I still, you know, if something forces me to do it and like I have to be in New York City to do something, I will do it. But it's 68 degrees. We're recording at 10 p.m. Uh, I would much prefer the weather here in Orlando. But if you want to follow along with everything that I did, you can head over to all of the social medias. But coming up tomorrow before I take my nephew to school on Tuesday, actually today, uh, Tuesday morning, we're going to record an episode where he's going to tell me all of his thoughts about New York City and the shows. So if you want to hear that, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, Grace, as I was sitting in the beautiful new terminal at LaGuardia Airport, I went over to telecharge.com and Thank goodness that website is up and operational. I clicked through to make sure that like you could buy tickets if you wanted to. I didn't buy anything because I don't know when I'm coming back to New York next. So I obviously can't buy any tickets for anything. But that website is working now. Does that mean that we're going to have announcements coming up this week, Grace? We're going to talk about one that I am anticipating very, very soon. But... I think that means we'll probably get some sort of announcements this week, right? Because we still need the casts for Limpica, other than Eden, the cast of Suffs, the cast of Heart of Rock and Roll, the ensemble, the non-principals for Cabaret, the rest of the cast for Mary Jane. There is also the imminent announcement for Stereophonic, we believe. And then we're going to talk about Great Gatsby here in a second. Like, I'm anticipating that as well. So, like, those have to be coming here soon, especially now that not all of them are going to be sold on Telecharge, obviously, but... That has like with that hurdle now out of the way, can we get back to the news that we were anticipating last week? God, I hope so. I mean, I I am just I am sure I am sure that with all of uh, random hiccups, et cetera, that with this spring season being closer and closer and closer, that people have got to start having those press touch points to help boost ticket sales that continue on and on. So I, I agree. I think that it is imminent and I am very hopeful because Lord knows we need it. It is practically February. It's it's absolutely mid-January, but it's practically February, and which means it's practically March, which means it's practically April, which means all these shows are opening. So yeah. I think it's time to get me to the church on time and release our girls, release these cast lists. All right. So now I want to go back to what I mentioned earlier, the great Gatsby of it all. I... I am not an influencer like you are, Grace. I am not involved with all of these influencer things where people get clips sent to them early or get these care packages early. I don't I'm not involved with that. I'm not cool enough for that. However, 
on Monday, I felt a little cooler because in my inbox on Instagram, I just got a video from the Great Gatsby's social media account. If you are on, I got it on Instagram. So that is B-Way Gatsby. And it was just a beautiful, ornate, red velvet curtain with a ghost light in front of it. And then all of a sudden that ghost light turns green. If you know anything about The Great Gatsby, either the show or the movies or the book, a green light is very important to the core of that show. But also, Grace, green means go. So, like, we're going. This has to be an announcement yeah. that it's coming to Broadway, right? It's it's B-Way Gatsby. Green means capitalism. Um, certainly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not not that. Um, yeah, I think that, and we've been talking about this, obviously, on the radio before, that everyone is kind of, like, it's inching closer. Like, you know, are they able to renovate the theater? There's rumors. There was a casting notice put online. The fact that that is mm-hmm. kind of drumming up even more, to me, solidifies the fact that they are coming, and they are coming now. Now, I'm unsure about their eligibility timing for their opening. There might be a double header. There might be two openings in one night in April, which makes me want to vomit. But I think uh, it, it just feels like that's what's going to happen. <laughs> God bless us all. <laughs> and um, gird your loins. Can you tell there's a theme tonight? I'm just in fear. Over here. Yeah. Well, we've had this before, and I I don't remember what it was, but we've had two openings on one day, because as you've laid out here on the show, but also in your social media, we're pretty packed for late April. And I don't imagine The Great Gatsby, and just to be clear, this is the one that played at the Paper Mill Playhouse that features a book by Kate Kerrigan, music by Jason Hallam, lyrics by Nathan Tyson, is directed by Mark Bruni, Uh, Dominique Kelly did the choreography. Because they haven't announced, like, this this isn't going to be a, hey, we're starting previews in February, opening in March. This is almost certainly going to be a starting previews in March or maybe even early April because, as you talked about the casting announcement, pretty much said all the principals were booked. So that's probably the cast from Paper Mill. So late March, early April, late April opening. It could be one of the things where they're like, oh, we've already got a show opening on the... um, Tony eligibility deadline as of as of now mother play is the last show opening on Broadway it's opening on April 25th that is the eligibility cutoff deadline we also have Uncle Vanya opening on the 24th the night before so does that mean Gatsby could come in as a matinee on the 25th we've seen that before so it's gonna get crazy no matter what Grace but I I said it when we talked about it before like I feel like it's coming in they're doing a lot of stuff for this season and I think that this social media thing that they sent out to a bunch of people I I think that has to mean that it's coming this season. Otherwise, they're not going to be doing all of this stuff and saying, hey, we're opening in June. Yeah. One thing that I want to note is that a lot of the conversation has been, is it smart? You know, is it smart to open? Yeah. Who cares? Like, I don't like Back to the Future opened last summer. Like, I don't think that there's any like, oh, you should be able, you should do this timing. I think that everyone is fighting for their place and everyone is constantly fighting for their venue. So for me, there is no difference. However, I understand that there's a lot, there's so much at play, but at the end of the day, like if they're able to secure what they want in their space and if they're able to secure the timing and the cast that they want, because that is such a big part of it as well, you know, you got to get people when they're available because a lot of those people are 
not going to be available all the time. Looking at the fact that like Jeremy Jordan has a very successful film and TV career at this point, that like his timing uh, for work is probably not the same as someone who primarily works in the theater, right? So I think that it's certainly something that they're probably hopping on, which I do not blame them for at all. I'm just curious because of the way things are sardined in here, no pun intended, because I'm always thinking about canned fish. Um, I think that like <laughs> it might be a really exciting but potentially devastating time, not because of this one show, by the way, but just because of everything um, that's kind of transpiring. I think that we're in a really optimal time to see like where consumers are able to go to the shows um, if they're, you know, willing to take risks, things like that have been rumored, uh, stereophonic, for example, that's a really exciting play that I want people to take hold of but like what if they're primarily only able to you know agree to do these like celeb led um revivals or new works things like that you know so i'm i'm hopeful that if people are on the street and that they're going to a show they will be grabbed by another piece of key art or another you know thing that they see on the street and they will go to more than one and i also wonder if the great gatsby ip is bigger than we think it is. Or at least I think it is. I don't want to speak for you, Grace. But like to me, it's just like, oh, this is a show from a book that people read in high school. But it was also a really successful movie. And it's a book that everybody knows. So I wonder if this actually is a bigger property than I think of it as. You compared the yeah. opening to Back to the Future, which is a different thing altogether. And that kind of like defied the opening calendar. Because of what it is, similar to what we've seen with Moulin Rouge and with Hamilton. I wonder if The Great Gatsby is just a bigger thing than I think it is. And that might carry it with an incredible cast. As I said, like I enjoyed the show a heck of a lot more at Paper Mill than I thought it was. But this cast is incredible. So maybe between the cast having a bunch of fans, you mentioned Jeremy Jordan, but even Obelzada and Sam Polly also have devoted fans as well. So like between that cast and the title... I do think like this might be a kind of a surprise hit that I wasn't anticipating, at least before I saw it in Jersey. Yeah, I have to say, I think that Gatsby is one of the largest IPs that exists in the world, especially in the U.S. with the the hit of the book, the hit of the Robert Redford film, the semi-cult uh, hit in a way of the Baz Luhrmann, Leo DiCaprio the way that it has, I think that anyone, I, I am serious with this. Like, I think that any person that has a general public education sees a flapper dress, they think The Great Gatsby. They do not think the 1920s. Yeah. They do not think Prohibition. They do not think Boardwalk Empire. They do not think Steve Buscemi. They think of Great Gatsby. And I think that this one has this property not this show because I have not seen it. Um, I think that this property has the potential to continue to do that forever. I really do. <laughs> we will have to wait and see if and when that announcement comes through, but I'm assuming it will happen, if not today, sometime later this week. All right, Grace, let's take a pause here real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, our old friends, BetterHelp. It is still, you said it's practically February, but it is still just mid-January. And we've been talking quite a bit here about resolutions, be they theatrical or otherwise. But one of the things that 
often happens, I think, at the beginning of the year is that we talk about the things that we want to change about ourselves rather than focusing on the things that we are already doing right. Whether that is something small like, hey, I've decided not to stay up super late and fall asleep at like two in the morning and I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time. That is a positive thing. Now, one of the things that I think is really important about resolutions is to take the things that you're doing better and take them further. So now I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time, but I'm also going to get up and do something for myself in the morning, whether that is I'm going to read, I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast, I'm going to work out, whatever it is, those are things that we should be doing in the new year. And therapy helps you find those strengths so you can get rid of these kind of extreme crazy resolutions and just focus on things that you are already doing and just expand them so you find opportunities to do things that better yourself that you know you can stick to. One thing that I grew up with was the stigma of like self-help books in my in my in my households at least it felt like quite selfish to kind of focus so much attention on yourself but as I've gotten older it's so much more imperative than I ever thought and I've always looked for ways to not only help myself but help others and I think that better help has done an incredible way of making it so accessible anytime someone talks to me about potentially trying therapy for the first time which I think is invaluable and I don't know a single person that would not benefit from therapy, I always direct them towards BetterHelp. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com Broadway today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Broadway. All right, Grace, let's get back into the news. And over at the Nederlander Theater on Sunday night, Shocked officially closed on Broadway, a show that I know both you and I loved tremendously. But there was a little bit of news that happened. The lead producer for the show, Mike Bosner, announced during the curtain call on stage that Shocked is going to be turned in to a feature film. And it's produced by Mandalay Pictures, which is a big entertainment production company. So... Who knows what uh, is going to happen with this, when it is going to come to the uh, to the screens, who is going to star in it. But book writer Robert Horn will write the screenplay and Brandy Clark and Shane McAnally, who wrote the score and Jack O'Brien, who um, directed it on Broadway, will all be executive producing. So it looked like a lot of the cast members were all pretty shocked by this announcement, Grace. But I think this is awesome. I, I don't know if we're going to get... <laughs> Um, a rent. Here's the uh, original Broadway cast in the movie kind of deal here, but hopefully it's better than the prom casting in a lot of ways. But I think this is awesome. And I think this is something that could be a really, really interesting feature film. Yeah. The timing was interesting. You know, it's tough. It's tough. You know, when it's, it's, it's exciting that, you know, they've had the run that they've had, I think to, you know, have that announcement certainly excites their audience fan base. And I hope that um, it's incredibly successful as any theatrical film ventures are, but yeah, so I, I'm really excited. Will it star Reba? Who's to say? I don't know what I'm, role she I'm could be, but she, I'm she's getting involved. Don't even act like she's not that You're woman right. after, uh, excuse me, after the little rascals put her in another film. She, I mean, she's a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids with all of her heart, but she is an actress first. And so I'm saying that, is there a role for her immediately in the show? Not sure. Should there be? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, Shucked will be launching its national tour in Nashville this coming fall. It'll be starting in the West End in 2025. And then Australia is reportedly getting a production 
in spring of 2026. All right, Grace, I'm going to wrap up with I, I talked about the shows that I saw this week with my nephew, Wicked Six, MJ and Hades Town. Uh, we'll talk more about them uh, as we go through. But I have to tell you, I, I saw Hades Town was our final performance and I had last seen it for Eva's final performance back in. I guess that was October. And the, pretty much the whole cast has been uh, shuffled through, at least in terms of the principles. So last night, uh, on Sunday night, I saw Philip Boykin as Hades, Betty Who as Persephone, finally got to see Lilius White as Hermes. She was out for Eva's final performance. Um, then I got to see Jordan Fisher as Orpheus and Soleil Pfeiffer as Eurydice. And I've seen Hades Town, I think, five or six times, four times on Broadway at least. I can't remember if I've seen it once or twice on tour. But save for that first time I saw it in previews, sitting a couple rows in front of Rachel Chavkin, back when Andre was still carrying a green umbrella rather than a black umbrella, this was my favorite performance of the whole thing. Seeing this this company of people was so interesting because they were all incredible, but brought different perspectives and highlighted different nuances and found different ways to present lines in their characters. I was thoroughly enthralled by all of them. Betty, who was is an actress who knew I, I did not realize that she was going to be able to do that. Jordan Fisher as Orpheus, I think, brought something very, very different than Reeve Carney. Lilius White is a legend, uh, obviously. Having Philip Boykin in the role of Hades, I think, kind of returns some of the base gravitas that I think some of the other Hades that I've seen, while all being good, missed, that who weren't Patrick Page. But then, honestly, Soleil Pfeiffer, just uh, uh, iconic. Like, I, I it is shocking to me that she is as young as she is this is only her second broadway show um and she just really absolutely demanded so much attention and love from a role that i thought it'd be very difficult to replace even noble zada in but that company as a whole really thrilling so if you have an opportunity to check them out before they all leave please do that. Um, Betty Who and Soleil Pfeiffer are only going to be in through February 4th. They're going to be replaced by Ani DeFranco and Lola Tung, but was really, really kind of blown away by that entire performance, uh, Grace, and was thrilled to be able to see all of them together before we lose two of them. I love that. I, I can't wait to see Lola and Ani DeFranco. I think that we've talked about that on the show before, but I'm really I think we're all really fortunate that this show has continued to find very interesting talents and in people. I am still waiting for uh, Chris Sullivan to come back to the show. I'm actually pretty hellbent on that happening. Um, like I, I'm like so dead ass serious. I'm like, someone give him a call. This is us is over. Um, and I think that it's it's time. Like, I really do. I think that it's time to maybe yeah. um, I think that this is the time. Like, I would I would love to see those people brought together again. Dame Dono. I think that I think that would be the move. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at BWW Matt Grace. Where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>